Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back into another exciting Locked On crossover. College football season has arrived, and we're getting set for a big game this upcoming weekend. It's Duke and Clemson on Labor Day Monday from Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. And on this Locked On crossover edition, we'll give you everything you need to know about both teams. Hello, everybody. I'm J.J. Jackson, the host of Locked On Blue Devils, joined today by my man Damian Parson, the host of Locked On Clemson. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Thanks for listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're really excited about this upcoming season. So, Damian, we'll take a look at both of these teams. We'll kind of talk about what's at stake at the end of the show. But first and foremost, you and I are football junkies. This is the best time of year. The calendar is about to roll over to the month of September, which can only mean one thing. We're watching more football, brother. Yes, sir. Brother, listen, we have football from here all the way until February. You know what I mean? So college, NFL, the the whole fall is the best time of the year. Fall and winter are the best times because you get to sit around, you know, eat good food, be around family and watch football. It's the best time. So let's get into it. Let's get into what's going to be an exciting game on Monday night. Duke and Clemson to set the stage for the ACC this upcoming season. Forget some of those cupcake games like we like to call it uh, in the college football game from time to time. Forget even a neutral non-conference game that so many teams are playing to open up the college football season in week one. Duke and Clemson find themselves in a conference game right out of the gates. Interesting how the schedule shaped up this year, Damian, but a Labor Day Monday game between these two teams, and it's an opportunity to set the tone for what they can do in the ACC this upcoming season. Absolutely, man. This this is how you you start your you you set the tone week one, right? Like when you look at the schedule, you're a Clemson or a Duke uh, football player, and you see each other on the schedule to open the, the season. You don't get a chance to get Charleston Southern week one and really get those uh, kinks out of the way. It's it's legitimately ACC play right off the bat, and it lets you set that tone and really get yourself like. Truthfully, if you're playing a cupcake, you're not in game shape. You're not you're not thinking like you know not thinking from a game perspective. Yes, you're you know it's a game, but when you know that you're starting with someone in your conference, someone in your division, in your league, where it matters that much more. Oh, it's game week. It's ready. It's time to rock and roll. And I think both of these teams are prepared to go out there and perform. So we're going to be scouting the Tigers. We'll be scouting the Blue Devils, and of course, we'll be talking about what's at stake. Big picture for this game. So as we get going, as we scout the Tigers, I mean, they are no stranger to success in the ACC year in and year out. On the national stage, Clemson's coming off a year in which they weren't towards the top for the majority of the season, which was a little bit surprising for ACC people that watch the Tigers every single season. What's the offseason been like for Clemson? Damian, what's the buzz right now around Dabo Sweeney's program? Oh man, the new offense with with uh, TCU's uh, co- or offensive coordinator coming over, Garrett Riley, bringing that air raid, that spread up tempo offense that we saw help Max Dugan, Quentin Johnson, and that TCU offense make it all the way to the national championship. Having that offense now going from 
just an offense that was condensed. It, it, it was simplified. It was so simplified. It was very easy for defenses to defend, you know, uh, to, to, to handle uh, last year and even the year before. So now that's, that's really the buzz right now. That's, that's what everybody's excited for in Death Valley. It's seeing what this offense with, with Kay Klubnik and Garrett Riley at the helm, seeing what it will look like live, right? The, 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 the the camp and, and the practices everything you you hear out of out of out of Death Valley has been good right the offense has been humming they battled well with the defense Cade's having short memory if he makes a mistake he's bouncing back but at the same time it's nothing like going up against a, a real opponent that you know okay they're going to push us to every single limit that we have and that's what everybody's excited for man just to see what this offense these these young weapons at wide receiver what they're ready to do uh, to start the season. Yeah, you take a look at this Clemson team in particular at that quarterback spot. Success starts at the QB position. Last season, we kind of mentioned uh, Clemson not being in the headlines for success towards the top of the entire country, but more so, what in the world's happening at the quarterback spot? You go from Deshaun Watson, followed by Trevor Lawrence. Their quarterback is always in the eyes of the entire country. We're really excited as college football fans for what DJ Uyunglele could do. And then next thing you know, we've got a young Cade Klubnik who takes over and really catches people by storm as he gets set for like the first full season where it's his football team. He's the guy at quarterback. How important is that for Clemson's success and what makes him the uh, the right guy for this job, Damian? It's very important. And, and you know, for DJU, just the, the offense and things that he did, it just ne- it never – it never got off the ground, right? Like the, the plane never left the airport for them. You know, they got up a little bit, but they kept coming right back down to surface level. So it's big to have, um, you know, just continuity that you know that this is their starting quarterback, right? And a lot of people f- kind of felt like DJU was going to be on the short leash and everything that Kate was going to come in games, and he did. And that's not really a, a healthy – that's not a healthy relationship at all at the quarterback position, right? You want whoever's your guy to know that, hey, no matter win, lose, or draw, I'm your guy. So Cade knows he's the guy. And what makes him ready for it, you, you everything, talking to his teammates, the work ethic. You know, he works his butt off. Uh, they talked about how, how he looks stronger. He looks more filled in to his frame. How even back in, I think it was January, when Garrett, well, Garrett Riley announced, when the, the announcement was made that he was coming to Death Valley, uh, you know, and everything like that, what he did was he made sure he wanted to learn the offense, get create a relationship and build a relationship with his offensive coordinator. And that was, what, six, seven months ago. <laughs> so having that type of mindset, that attitude, that maturity, right, and, and just talking about how he has – the, the he has the pulse of this offense down pack where this young man is ready to go. Um, you know, he's a leader for, for these guys as well. So he he already and he's a dual dual threat athlete, you know. What I mean, at the quarterback position, he, he has a track background. I think well, I think it was 200, four by four, and everything like that. Like this young man can he can roll with his legs and being able to make plays, trust his offensive line. So and this offensive line is very amped. To get going, I've talked to talked to some of them. They they're really they're really amped. They're really ready to go. So uh, that's what what makes Kate just ready for this job and ready for this role. Is just simple, man. He's putting in the work and he's ready to, to ready to go. 
All right, let's keep talking about this Clemson team. The offense is uh, super exciting to think about what they can be with the new offensive coordinator coming in and, of course, the success that they're going to likely have at quarterback this season. What about the defense, though? you got to score more points than the opposition, and Clemson has definitely been known for their success on the defensive side of the football. Another year without Brent Venables leading that defensive group. What, what can Duke fans expect to see on Monday from that Clemson defense? Man, I'm I'm expecting more continuity, more soundness, uh, more togetherness going into year two of Wes Goodwin's uh, defensive scheme, where the, the guys like Andrew McCuba they know exactly where they're playing now, right? And instead of where Venables being the defensive mastermind that he is, where he's very complex, very exotic with his looks and packages and everything like that, where you got guys going all over the defense and you don't really know where someone's going to be a lot of the times. Well, we know what Andrew McCuba is going to be. He's going to be at the nickel. He's going to be at safety when they run kind of their, their when he's running their two safety sets, he'll more so be at safety. Running three safety sets, he'll probably be at nickel. So know where guys are going to be. Expect to see be, expect to see a defense going to be physical. You know what I mean? That front seven where you, your defensive line is just loaded with talent, NFL talent, even all the way to the freshman phenom. It is Peter Woods, four or five star, but a five star recruit that's been listed as a co starter, six, three, six, four, three, fifteen, athletic, physical, uh, can really push the pocket himself. Also can play some DN. That's just how kind of fluid and loose of a mover he is. But of course, Ruka Roro Robe, Tyler Davis, the, the elder statesman of this defensive line. And then, of course, on the edges, Xavier Thomas. XT is the X factor in this game because, you know, just understanding that this is one of the more twitchy, he's explosive, you know, kind of tracked his progress throughout the uh, offseason. And everything I've heard is that he is mentally in a great place health-wise, no injuries, he's ready to go, and he looks the part. You know what I mean? The workouts, just seeing him, uh, you know, seeing him out there just putting in the work, I'm like, okay, XT looks like he is ready to play right now, and it's just the beginning of July, right? So uh, I think what, what Duke fans should be, be prepared for is a team that's going to come out defensively, try to play physical, uh, play sound defense, and try to get – Try to get back there to uh, to Raleigh Leonard as much as possible. If you're a Clemson football fan, you might be asking yourself, what in the world can we expect from Duke? Well, coming up in just a moment, Damian is going to change roles with me here today. He'll be asking me a few questions about the Blue Devils and what to expect as we get set for a really exciting game between Duke and Clemson as our Locked On crossover will continue here in just one moment. Locked On Blue Devils and Locked On Clemson brought to you here today by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is absolutely where you need to be this time of year as LinkedIn is where you need to go to find that new potential hire because every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires first leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college 
to post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. All right, guys. So we're back on the, the, the Locked On crossover with the Duke Blue Devils and Clemson Tigers. And, of course, J.J., real quarterback, Riley Leonard. A lot of people kind of caught a lot of people by surprise last year. And when I turned on the tape, I saw a guy that can make every type of throw and with his legs can make every type of play. So what are your expectations coming into week one? And what should Clemson fans, from a defensive standpoint, be uh, weary of when it comes down to your dual threat quarterback? I think just another year of being the guy, right? We talked about the sort of dynamic last season with, with Clemson and going back and forth between DJU and Kate Klubnick before ultimately making that decision. If you think a year this time a year ago, Duke just announced Riley Leonard as the full-time starter going into the season. And during that competition this time a year ago, the other contender for that job was Jordan Moore who turned out to be an electrifying playmaker at the wide receiver position. So going into year two, that's not the case anymore. This is Riley Leonard's football team at that quarterback spot. You're greatly going to see Jordan Moore featured at the wide receiver position. So for Riley, it's just, I know I'm the guy. I'm going to continue to take that next step forward. The success that Duke had a year ago, nine and four in year one of Mike Elko's era was something that caught the entire country by storm. And here we are, Damien, when my day is so consumed, like many Duke fans, trying to figure out what in the world's happening on the basketball front. We're so fired up and excited about football because we actually have expectations now. So Riley Leonard probably feels that as the quarterback. And I tell you what, we're really excited to get this season started. Kind of wish it was a bit of a cupcake game to get it going for Duke because you know you got to be on your A game anytime Clemson comes to town. But nonetheless, football is here. Expectations are on the program. So let's uh, let's kick it off and see what happens. No, for sure, man. I mean, you talk about talk about Jordan Moore, but he has a running mate, Jalen Calhoun. And, and a, a, a lot of, you know, being the NFL draft fans, a lot of people don't know that name yet. But I'm pretty sure this year they're very – they're going to get acquainted with him and know exactly what type of game he brings, man. And, and he plays inside and out and everything. Kind of tell the Clemson listeners what to expect with him as kind of that wide receiver one in this offense. Absolutely. Number five on your TV screens when you're watching. He will make some plays. He will be a top target this entire season and against Clemson uh, for Duke to start the year. I, I do know with, with your audience, Damian, and a lot of folks loving football the way they do, they're very familiar with the NFL draft process. We've probably all been watching preseason football a whole lot. And there's a young wide receiver up in Seattle that's been making some preseason buzz in Jake Bobo, who used to be a running mate for Jalen Calhoun at Duke before he used his last grad transfer season with the degree to go to UCLA. Meaning last year, we're having Jordan Moore slide over into a wide receiver spot. Everyone doesn't really know what to expect out of Jalen Calhoun as a wide receiver one, and he turned out to be one of the most productive wide receivers that Duke football has seen at that position since Jamison Crowder nearly a decade ago. So uh, for Calhoun to have the type of speed that he has, the ability to catch passes at all parts of the field and turn it into big-time plays, it's really exciting to see him step up, and I've got incredibly high expectations for what he can do and uh, what's likely going to be his last season playing for the Blue Devils. 
Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, just seeing him. I, I turn the tape and I watch him. I'm like, this kid has game. Like he has game and he's going to open a lot of eyes this season, man. I, I was li- I literally was just kind of talking about your offensive line. We all know that Graham Barton is one of the best offensive linemen, not just in the ACC, in the country. A lot of scouts have their eyes on him uh, to play offensive line at the next level. But the right tackle position, I think it's Jake Hornybrook. He, he's a guy that's played mostly guard. Uh, is, you know, and I think this is his first start. Uh, I look, saw the, the depth chart. He's the first start at tackle. Uh, what's your expectations for him and this offensive line to keep uh, Riley Leonard protected? Well, the expectations are going to be really high for the team going into the season because you look back at last year, and again, for Riley Leonard's success, I think a big reason why is that he wasn't sacked, like he didn't feel the pressure. When you look at ACC teams a year ago and you look at that sacks allowed stat, at the very top, Damian, are the Duke Blue Devils and that offensive line that they had, which surprises many people, including myself, right? So I'm the type of football viewer that, unlike yourself and the rest of the great scouts that we have, oftentimes when I'm looking at line play, I don't really know what I'm seeing. I'm able to see if you're pressuring the quarterback a hell of a lot, though, and we really didn't see that this past season. So I think the expectations are more of the same for Duke going into another year with Graham Barton kind of leading the charge. He's got other guys in Jacob Monk and, as you mentioned, Hornibrunk there at the front who are going to kind of pave the way for Duke to be successful passing the football. So, yeah, definitely need to make sure we've got productive offensive line play or that Clemson defensive front is going to be in the backfield a whole lot come Monday. Oh, yes, sir. You know it. And, and I think the last thing I would ask you is defensively. You know, I've, I've talked up Dwayne Carter, letting these Clemson fans know I'm he's glad. one of the most disruptive <laughs> defensive linemen in the country. His, his The numbers speak for itself. The tape speaks for itself. But is there anybody else on this defense that we need to keep our eyes on that, that could be flying around, that can make some plays and, uh, and make Kate Clubnick not a happy camper at the end of the game on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, five and a half sacks a year ago for a guy that mainly plays there in the middle at that tackle spot. Pretty impressive for what Dwayne Carter was able to do. Now a three-year captain for the Duke football program. Incredibly difficult in most football programs to be a captain that young, that early in your career. And and Dwayne Carter was able to do that. In terms of the rest of this Duke defense, you'll see several playmakers uh, in the secondary that have come over via the transfer portal. A guy like Miles Jones or Al Blaze Jr. from Texas A&M and Miami, respectively. They're going to have their hands full with those Clemson wideouts that are out there making plays. But I think they're ready for the challenge. I think anytime you've got experienced Division I cornerbacks coming over to take the lead for your team, you got to feel good about it. So, yeah, defensively, you'll see a couple of big-time playmakers out there on the outside. Uh, but I think we're set up for a really fun one, Damian. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's going to be great. And talking about being great, we're, we're going to talk about big picture coming up next for what this game means for both teams, their ACC championship dreams, all of that coming up next on the Locked On Crossover. Before we move forward here on today's episode, do make sure you also check out Locked On Sports today. There's a whole lot going on in the sports world right now. Not only are we getting ready for the opening weekend of the college football season, the NFL is right around the corners. Earlier this week, Teams had to cut their rosters down to 53 players. We've also got the U.S. Open rocking and rolling in tennis, creating lots of headlines. NBA season right around the corner, and you could find all of that over at Locked On Sports today. 
Also do us a favor, check out Locked On College Basketball. As hosts of the Locked On College channel, we want to promote our national show, Locked On College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. Go check all that out. Found a few moments here of today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils and Locked On Clemson. This is a Locked On crossover, and I'm J.J. Jackson alongside Damian Parson. So coming up on Monday, Labor Day, 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff, ESPN, all eyes, because this is before Monday Night Football in the NFL even mm-hmm. gets going. All eyes are going to be tuned in to this one between Duke and Clemson. They're going to be seeing Wallace Wade Stadium at its finest. So, Damian, what do you think are kind of those big picture expectations for both these teams going into Monday? Man, I think that the, the eyes on the prize, the ACC championship game. And when you look at the content, the true contenders in this, in this league, you know, of course you have Clemson, you have Florida state. And I think Duke is right, right, right there. in that next tier right underneath them and have the talent to be there. Right. Yes. Of course you got North Carolina with Drake may being the one, you know, second best quarterback in the nation behind Caleb Williams and everything. But still from a team's perspective, I think Duke is a, a more talented team right now than what North Carolina is. So I think the expectations are big. I think both this, this game, sets the tone just in the path for the SC, for the for the ACC championship game because if you think about it from this aspect for for Clemson this is a big game because you're opening it up with Duke then you got two cupcakes and then week 4 you have Florida State come to Death Valley and it's like what you can't do is you can't walk into this game and lose and then you don't want to go you know in week in two weeks or three weeks later and then have to potentially lose that game either so it's so much riding on the line is set your ACC, your best foot forward in the ACC on Monday night, it just sets that tone and, and really gets these guys on the path, pushing forward rather than going backward and trying to regroup. As we watch the game on Monday night, I promise you, we will be hearing conversations from the broadcasters about the new ACC scheduling model that's been put in place for a program like Duke. They now know that every single year annually, They'll be playing North Carolina, NC State, and Wake Forest. So important that you play all the other teams in the conference in the state of North Carolina. So saying that, the other big change that's on hand is the fact that we don't have to remember who's in the ACC Coastal and who's in the ACC Atlantic Division, meaning these games are much more important on your schedule because you're just taking the top two records. And while slip-ups in some ACC games, uh, you could overlook those in years prior, we're really trying to figure out who are the best two teams in the ACC. And so in a day and age where we're always talking about conference realignment, the ACC right now still remains intact, and it still means – a whole lot to be ACC champions. And so here's an opportunity, Damon, for both of these teams to really assert themselves atop the ACC leaderboards going throughout the season. Well, 100%. I mean, you even look at if you're able to, either one of these teams, if you're able to to win this game and go on a run, right? And and say you lose one game in, in the middle of the season or something like that, but you win the ACC championship game, your resume is going to be so strong when it comes down to the college football playoff committee, they have to look at it and say, listen, like that the resume, the, the starting week one with, with a heavy, heavily tough contested opponent, I think this kind of puts both both teams like you have the opportunity to set your not just your ACC championship 
goals and, and put it close, get closer to it. But even the college football playoff goals as well, because there wasn't an ACC, a member of the ACC in last year's playoff playoff run. We need to get back there, and, and week one starts that. Absolutely, it does. And excited to see how this game unfolds. Exciting to see kind of the chess match that these coaches tend to have when you talk about a guy like Dabo Sweeney, who's been around the block year in and year out. We know what to expect out of him. Now that Mike Elko is going into a second season, coming off ACC Coach of the Year, coming off some National Coach of the Year honors in year one, can he build on that success? Can his defensive unit really be ready for the test? against Clemson and their offense. We talked a lot about Cade Klubnick. I think one of the big final things for us to talk about, Damian, I know this week you've been talking a lot about those Duke wideouts versus the Clemson secondary. Let's talk about this, though, to wrap it up today. What about those Clemson wideouts against the Duke secondary with some of those new faces that I mentioned? Now, this this wide receiver core is probably one of the best that they've had since, I would say, since 2020, since Trevor Lawrence, or even since 2019. I think there's a lot of versatility, a lot of, um, they mesh well together in terms of skills that you have the size with like the Cole Turners, the Adam Randles, and Bo Collins. Then you have the young, the, the kind of more shifty, explosive slot guys, Antonio Williams. Antonio Williams was a freshman last year, guys, and he led the team in receiving. I expect him to be that yet again, um, as well as, Keep an eye out for freshman, the freshman receiver, uh, Tink, uh, uh, not Tink, but uh, Tyler Brown. He is an explosive, twitchy uh, receiver that's going to catch a lot of punts and kick returns, but he's a number two slot guy as well. And, and then, of course, you know, just rounding this 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 room out is, is not even just a receiver. Jake Brinningstool, 6'6", 230-pound tight end. That's athletic. He can really stretch the field in the middle of the field, the, the seam routes between the numbers, things like that. Give, create a mismatch, right? And I think with this spaced out offense that wants to spread you out, 11 personnel, multiple receivers on the, on the, on the field and make you play out in space and try to make you play man to man and give you that up tempo look. I think this wide receiver core could have some success. And this is, this will be big for them. Mainly because they need the confidence coming off of last year when not one receiver went over 700 yards last year, guys. So they, they're going to need this game as a as a confidence boost uh, to really show them, like, hey, and I think Bo Collins said it from, in camp, this is probably the best wide receiver room I've been in since I've been here, and I agree with them. Talent-wise, they have athletes, they have size, they have versatility, and I can't wait to see them take the field. Al Blaze Jr., Miles Jones, Brandon Johnson, the rest of that Duke secondary, are you ready for the test? Because Kate Klubnick is throwing the football. We'll see whether or not he could find some open receivers out there to make some plays. Damian, we're fired up. Labor Day is always fun to watch football. There's always a primetime college football game on your television sets that night. And for us this year, it's Duke and Clemson. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, this was awesome being able to chop it up back and forth with you ahead of uh, the season opener for both of our teams. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I can't wait to watch the game. And, you know, like I said, just to be able to talk some ball with you, JJ, I had, I had a fun time, man. That does it for our Locked On crossover here today. Do please make sure that you go check out Locked On Blue Devils and Locked On Clemson wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and written review. The algorithms love those written reviews on podcast platforms. And then subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show daily. Once again, that'll do it. Locked On Blue Devils, Locked On Clemson. This has been a Locked On crossover. Thank you and good day.